Thank you for joining me on the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I am Jackie Henderson, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in holistic and somatic practices. On this podcast, we have real talk about mental health issues, including trauma, depression, anxiety, personality disorders, and much, much more. I hope that you'll enjoy the show. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone, and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we are talking about self-soothing, and self-soothing is a tool that we all long for. We all want to be calm. We all want to remove any anxiety, any discomfort that we're feeling. Babies learn how to self-soothe when they're at six months of age. They either get self-soothing from their fingers, when they're sucking on their thumbs, when they're playing with their blanket, when they learn how to calm themselves when they're having a tantrum. They learn how to self-soothe and it's encouraged hopefully by the parents and caregivers. But often if children do not learn how to self-soothe themselves, they find external ways to self-soothe or internal ways to self-soothe and we're going to talk about all those. Our human bodies long for homeostasis. We want to feel balanced. We want to feel calm. And if we don't feel that way, we naturally try to figure out a way to get that homeostasis. So there are physical ways we do it, and there are other ways, external ways that we do it to find self-soothing. So let's first talk about physical ways that we try to calm ourselves and the many of these are called stimming and they're ways to calm your body and your nervous system manually with your own touch so some people play with their hair some people rock back and forth some people rub their arms and their legs some people tap their toes some people actually sort of squeeze themselves really tight in a very tense looking way, but it's their way of self-soothing themselves. These stimming habits help a human body to feel calm, feel safe, and feel soothed. There's nothing wrong with them. Toe tapping, stimming, rocking back and forth. There's nothing wrong with these things because they help your body to find a homeostasis. But we also want to encourage you to find other ways to do it as well. So you don't always have to be tapping your toe in public. You don't always have to be squeezing yourself real tight out of trying to calm yourself and feel safe. So I'm going to offer some other ways to self-soothe. But before we do that, I'm going to talk about external ways people self-soothe. And these things are self-medicating ways. Um, People can use drugs. They can use alcohol, they can use sex, they can use food. A lot of people self-soothe with food. Comfort food, we call it, because it makes us feel relaxed and calm and makes us want to go to sleep. Comfort food is very relaxing to the body, but it's not very healthy for our bodies. So finding better, healthier ways to self-soothe. Alcohol. Many people use alcohol to self-soothe because it is a depressant. As much as our culture says alcohol is celebratory and it's at every sporting event and every party, wedding event that we have, alcohol is really a depressant. So people 
innately are using alcohol to self-medicate and calm themselves to feel more at ease. Drugs are the same way. They ease the nervous system or they put it into a different state. If the people are feeling a certain way, they're using drugs to change their state to help find some homeostasis. They can't seem to find it on their own, so they're using external sources. Even gambling, as much as gambling is like a roller coaster of highs and lows, it's still a way to find some kind of change of state. People, when they're self-soothing, they're in a certain state, whether it's a heightened anxiety or a low depression, and they're trying to find, come back to balance. And they're trying to do this through external ways, and these external ways are not going to last. They're only going to last as long as you use the substance, as long as you're having sex, as long as you're overeating. And usually the after effects of these external ways to self-soothe make us feel worse in the long run. They never make us feel better. There is not a long-term fix when you're externally self-soothing yourself. So self-medication that way is never helpful. It's never going to fix the problem long-term. We want to figure out how to self-soothe ourselves in a way that lasts that we can call on it when we're feeling anxious and we can call on it when we're feeling down and heavy and when we're feeling very uncomfortable emotions. We need to be able to find a way to self-soothe ourselves. And the stimming I mentioned at the beginning is definitely healthier than self-medicating ourselves with external things stimming and rocking and rubbing your arms and tapping your toes and hugging yourself real tight those things are healthier they're ways to self-soothe yourself in a way that you're not adding any substance to your body you're not reckless you're not doing anything to hurt yourself but when you're in public and you're with people and you're rocking because you're anxious or you're tapping your toes because you're anxious or you're squeezing yourself real tight because you don't feel safe, it might not be the best body language in a public social situation. So being able to learn ways to self-soothe that are helpful is very important. And I'm going to offer you some ways to self-soothe and hopefully you'll try them and what's important to remember is you have to do them. I can give you all the tools in the world, a therapist can give their client all the tools in the world, but if the client doesn't use the tools, it's like a carpenter going to a construction site but he left his tool belt at home. You're not going to be helpful, you're not going to be productive, you're not going to get anything done if you don't practice the tools and they don't happen just by thinking about them. You actually have to build this muscle up of self-soothing. You have to build it up, which means that you need to practice it every day. You need to use the skills every day. And I promise you it will be worth it because you're going to feel more calm. You're going to feel more even. You're going to have homeostasis. And when you do have a major stressor in your life or you're triggered in your life because you've been practicing your self-soothing skills, You'll be able to calm yourself much quickly, uh, much faster, and with more ease. 
And it's just going to feel overwhelmingly good to be able to calm yourself in a healthy way. So these tools are important, but they also need to be practiced and you need to take some time to really implement them into your life. So one thing that might help you to self-soothe is to change the environment. If you're in a stressful environment, a triggering environment, you're surrounded by toxic people, there's a high stress level, or you just can't be around people right now, change your environment. Go outside, go for a walk, excuse yourself, go home, take a break, go to the bathroom and regroup. You may need to change your environment to self-soothe yourself and bring down the anxiety. Stretch for five minutes to move any blocked energy. So if you're in a situation and you're feeling really tense and your homeostasis is off, your anxiety is high, you're feeling kind of low, you may need to move your body a little bit. And again, this is another form of stimming. It's taking care of yourself, but practicing that stretching, moving the energy that's stuck, moving the energy that feels heavy, stretch it out, move it out. Some people dance it out. Getting getting rid of the heavy emotions, the triggering, the anxiousness, and moving their bodies. So stretching or dancing or moving, exercise, going for a walk, all those things are forms of self-soothing when you're feeling overwhelmed or underwhelmed when you're feeling really low. Take a warm shower or bath. Really feel the warmth of your body, the warmth of the water on your body. This is a helpful and important tool because just feeling that different feel on your skin can change your mood, allowing yourself to be really mindful and present to the moment and really allowing the warmth of the water to soothe you like you're being back in the womb where you're safe and the world couldn't touch you or bother you. I know that sounds silly, but it's true feeling warm, feeling protected in the warm shower. You're safe there. There's no stress there. So allow yourself to take a warm shower or bath and really feel safe and allow the water to soothe your nervous system. Visualizing positive or healthy or happy imagery. This might be helpful to use a guided meditation. There's a million guided meditations on YouTube. There's apps now for it and allowing someone to guide you through imagery is really helpful tool. So you're not fixated on what's wrong in your life and you're not fixated on the trigger, you're not fixated on the anxiety, but you're changing your thoughts. What's important to know is that our brains cannot think two thoughts at the same time. It's impossible. You can't think a happy thought and a sad thought at the same time. It's impossible. We can do two things at the same time. We can walk and chew gum. We can walk and talk. We can do a lot of physical things at the same time, but we can't think two thoughts at the same time. So interrupting your thoughts with positive imagery, thinking good thoughts, practicing your, teaching your brain to practice replacing the triggers with good things, thinking of what's positive in your life, what's good in your life, what's helpful in your life, and trying to replace the focus on the trigger, the focus on the toxic, the focus on the anxiety or the depression, and put your mind on good things and good memories and good thoughts. That takes a lot of practice, but it's a very helpful tool.
soothing music. Picking some music that really calms you or makes you happy, changes your mood. Um, I've heard before that we should have a playlist of our lives, something that uplifts us, something that motivates us, or something that calms us. We don't want to listen to sad music. We don't want to listen to music that brings us down or reminds us of hurtful situations and past memories. We want to soothe ourselves with calm music or soothe ourselves with happy music, but changing how we're uh, influencing our brain and our neurons firing music is really helpful tool. So picking music that is calming to you and soothing to you or happy to you. Soothing smells. I use a sleep bomb at night and it smells really good and I also put a diffuser on. This helps me to relax and tells my brain it's time to go to sleep, it's time to relax and move into a relaxation mode. So soothing smells really do affect our brain chemistry and how we're thinking. And if we mindfully breathe in good smells, whether it be through candles, a diffuser, essential oils, flowers, nature, these types of things really help to calm our nervous system. Even they say forest bathing is a great way to calm your nervous system because trees actually give off an oil that calms our anxiety. So walking through nature really helps us to self-soothe. Self-compassion. This is a tough one. We don't want to forgive ourselves. We don't want to be gentle on ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. We're mean to ourselves. We are our biggest critics. Sometimes we need to just forgive ourselves. Sometimes we need to be gentle with ourselves. We need to know that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to say the wrong thing sometimes. You can repair situations if you need to. But being gentle with ourselves when we're feeling overwhelmed and triggered or we're doing too much. Some people are perfectionists and they push themselves really hard. And maybe today you need to rest. Maybe today you just don't do any work. You relax and take a down day. Maybe today you tell yourself, I forgive myself for all I've done wrong and I want to move forward with health and joy and abundance. Self-compassion goes a long way because it really helps you to be easy with yourself. We can create our own tension. We want to self-soothe, but if we're not compassionate with ourselves, we're actually creating the tension and the anxiety and the stress within us that we have to self-soothe. So why not self-soothe by allowing our bodies to just be okay for today, to go easy on ourselves today, to say that today is not my best day, I'm going to go slow. There's nothing wrong with taking a slow day. Breathing is everything. Focused breathing really truly helps our bodies to calm itself. Oxygen, number one, soothes the nervous system. But when you do focused breathing, you're also either doing counting, like square breathing, or double inhale, where you actually have to do the progress of the exercise. And again, when your brain is focused on counting, it cannot focus on what's triggering you, your stress, your anxiety. You cannot think two thoughts at the same time. So focused breathing 
helps to take your mind off your worries and your stressors and it puts it on the breathing exercise and it also allows your body to relax and self-soothe by taking in a lot of oxygen. So one exercise is square breathing and the square breathing is you inhale for four counts, you hold for four counts, you exhale for four counts and you pause for four counts. And when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, do that exercise 10 times. Inhale for four counts, hold for four counts, exhale for four counts, and pause for four counts. And if you do that 10 times, if you do it right now, pause the podcast and try it, you're going to feel calmer. It's an incredible way to self-soothe your body when you're feeling overwhelmed. Finding healthy ways to self-soothe is really important. Using your senses, taking in your surroundings, touching things, a nice warm blanket, cozy pajamas, listening to quiet sounds and soothing sounds, tasting something, sitting and eating mindfully, um, smelling good things, noticing everything that's in your surroundings and taking in the calmness of your home, even though there may be chaos sometimes, Whatever you're doing right now, just try to take in the calmness of it if there's any. And if there's not, then you want to change your environment for a little bit and find some calm. You do have the ability to self-soothe yourself. Uh, You just have to practice it. So we talked about self-compassion, and here are some ways to practice self-compassion. You can journal your feelings, writing down how you're feeling, getting it out of your mind and onto paper and journaling has the same effect on your nervous system as meditation it calms you doing something that you love that you don't get to do too often if there's something that you love to do and you never have the time for it maybe today's the day or this week is the week to plan that into your schedule so you can really take care of yourself and do something joyful write a love letter to yourself and this may sound corny to some people but You are a good person. You have good qualities. Write a letter to yourself and tell yourself that. You've done good things in your life. You've helped people. You've helped yourself. You've strived. You've thrived. You've made it this far. You've overcome challenges. You went above and beyond for people you care about. Write a love letter to yourself and remind yourself of the good you've done. Engage in relaxation techniques that calm you down. This could be meditation, it could be exercise, it could be warm baths, it could be reading, it could be playing music, listening to music, anything that brings you zen. It could be cooking for some people, gardening. Find what calms you and do it as often as you can because these are incredible self-soothing techniques. And then you have something beautiful when you're done, a beautiful meal, music, You feel better if you exercise. You feel calmer if you meditated. Do something that is a relaxing technique for you that will really calm your nervous system. And stop judging yourself and being so mean to yourself. We are our worst critics. We are our biggest bullies. We are to ourselves. And it's impossible to self-soothe if you're self-loathing. And this critic, we all have it. We all have a mean, judgmental person within our heads. And 
I want to ask you if there's a mean judgmental critic in your head who's listening there's somebody in there that's listening and that's the part of you we want to strengthen we want to hush the critic quiet the critic tell the critic not today you don't get to talk today and allow this the listener to get stronger to step up and take their lead in your life you deserve to self-soothe yourself in a healthy way and before we close I do want to also mention tears and crying some people don't like to cry they don't like to show their emotions but letting your emotions out is another form of self-soothing holding them in is just stuffing them down and they're going somewhere but they're not coming out of you so that means they're trapped in there so they're adding to your overwhelm they're adding to your anxiety they're adding to your depression and your sadness so we have to let the emotions out whether you have a good cry or you speak to a therapist or a counselor or you have a conversation with a good friend and let out your emotions but stuffing them down is not an option for health and self-soothing it's a self-sabotage it's going to hurt you in the long run so allow us yourself a good cry or a good emotional conversation with somebody who can support you and guide you and be there for you. You deserve to be able to self-soothe in a healthy way. Our culture uses a lot of self-medicating techniques. They're temporary. They're never going to last. They're not going to take away the pain. They're not going to soothe you for very long and they might add to your stress in the long run. They definitely will add to your stress in the long run. So finding healthy ways to self-soothe and making sure you practice them every day. Because if you don't practice them, you're never going to get that muscle stronger. So we want to be good at self-soothing. We want to be able to calm ourselves when we are stressed, triggered, anxious, sad, overwhelmed, or having to sit with uncomfortable feelings. The more we practice, the better we get at it. No one's good at this until they start practicing and using the tools every day. Use your self-soothing tools. I promise you, you're going to feel calm in your nervous system and you will find your zen. Thank you for joining me on You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and that you will consider supporting the show in a few different ways. You can share it with friends, you can write a review, or you can quote unquote buy me a coffee. Go down to the episode description and click the link support the show and you can support us financially and just share it. Tell everyone you know, stay well, be healthy, and I'll see you next time.